We have finally reached double digits. This is now my 10th podcast. Not the biggest milestone, but hey, it's kind of cool, I guess. Mile High Sports Guy back on the mic here with you. I would also like to officially announce I will be keeping the podcast going during our fantasy baseball season as well. Today's guest has been on the tangent journey with me throughout our collegiate careers at GCU. Another owner in our league who is a Laker and Dodger fan. Don't ask me how I find these guys. It just happens. So, Michael, we had many classes together. We both love sports. And I probably wouldn't have graduated without your help in group projects since <laughs> I was always distracted by the girls. <laughs> um, bring us up to speed on what's going on in the life of Michael White these days, post-GCU. Oh, man, yeah. it's um, When I graduated a couple years back, uh, I got a, a job interview with the Northern Arizona Suns, uh, the G League team for the Phoenix Suns. And so I started working for them in, uh, when I was living out in Presque Valley for a season. And now I'm back in Phoenix. They created a new sales group where now I, I work down here at Talking Sick Resort Arena. And I, I work for the Northern Arizona Sun still. But uh, I also work for the Arizona Rattlers, uh, the indoor football team, and the Phoenix Mercury, the women's basketball team. So it, uh, it keeps me pretty busy. You went 9-13 and 13 last season and started this year 3-5, and five, but since then have gone on a tear at 7-1, and one, likely 8-1, and one, following this week's contest, and are on the verge of your first playoff berth. Back on November 19, 2018, I said, quote, I say the same thing about Mr. White's team every year. Just wait. For some reason, Kobe Wan Kenobi consistently gets off to slow starts, only to surprise everyone later by making it to the playoffs and shaking up the league. Well, surprise no more. It's going to happen. Just wait. Describe to us what goes through your mind when you have a losing team after two months in the process of coming back from a four-game deficit and now tied for the division lead. Yeah, so, so kind of like what you were saying, this has happened to me before with, with fantasy baseball where I start out really slow and then for some reason my team just uh, starts to take off a couple weeks or like a month into the season. And honestly, for me, it's just about like I, I just like to – wait and see how my guys that I drafted do. I don't like to make a lot of early trades. Um, and, and a big one for me too was, uh, was waiting for Lori marketing. Cause he spent the first month or so um, not playing uh, from a, a post or a off season injury. And he's been playing great. I think he's had, you know, a couple 30 point games here in a row. So uh, yeah, it's just more like, I like to wait and see. And, and usually my teams end up uh, like you said, making a run. So it's worked out for me so far. Yeah. And with Laurie, what was his injury? I forgot what that was. You know, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Huh, interesting. I want to say knee, but I could be wrong. <laughs> it's safe to go with the knee always. but uh, Always. Yeah, because he had, he had that 40-point game and then a couple 30-point games in a row here, so he's definitely heating up. Definitely. Yeah. I think that with the Bobby Portis trade, too, it's going to give him an opportunity to be more of the offense because now it's just going to be him and Zach Levine. Yeah, yeah, him, Zach Levine, and I'm sure Otto Porter will be a little part of it too. But, yeah, I feel pretty good that he'll keep having big games. Him and, uh, and then I also have uh, Jaron Jackson. And I think with, uh, with Marcus Saul being traded, and you can already see the last couple games, he's been having some monster games too. So I think those are two guys at the power forward spots that hopefully do pretty good for me in this last stretch of the season. Absolutely. So were you concerned at all when you were looking at the standings, seeing Steven's team doing so well to start the year 8-2? and two? 
Not really. Honestly, I don't really pay too much attention to the the standings those first couple weeks. Like I said, I it's happened before, so I usually just kind of wait and see. And then when my team starts to do well, and now I'm starting to pay a little more attention to it. So no, it it didn't worry me too much. Gotcha. Well, last season you didn't have much help for James Harden, but this yeah. you do. <laughs> and you already talked about your rookie, Jaron Jackson. Talk to us more about uh, Kemba Walker and Rudy Gobert. Oh yeah, those were those were two big pickups. Yeah, Kemba. I, I had a good feeling he was going into a contract year. He was going to do well, and then it's always good to have a a, a good big that can uh, can get double doubles pretty much every night, and and obviously get the block shots with Gobert. So yeah, that's that's my big three right there. Do you think that Gobert was snubbed for the All Star game? Um, I mean, there's always guys that get snubbed, but at the same time, I don't know if there's anybody that I would take out in place of him, you know? Yeah. yeah unfortunately, I think, thing. I, I think big guys in general are kind of starting to get snubbed, uh, sent, traditional like centers in general. Um, so yeah, he probably was snubbed, but like, you know, I, I just don't know who I would take out and in place of him. Yeah, I agree. So there's definitely less big guys and, I thought it was interesting during the All-Star draft. I don't know if you watched that, but Giannis, Giannis took almost all the big guys. Yeah, yeah. Giannis had an interesting draft strategy. I'm not sure. You know, it, it was a bold move, Cotton. I don't know if it was going to pay off for him. It was uh, – I, I I think LeBron's team is going to wipe the floor with him, but we'll, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, I did watch it. I thought I thought that was a lot of fun uh, to, see the, to see them actually drafting and, and to see, you know, team tamper – uh, come into form with LeBron just drafting all these guys that are going to be uh, free agents. Yeah, honestly. Uh, <laughs> well, when I think about how James Harden has been playing lately, I can't help but hear Stephen A. Smith's voice run through my mind. He's a bad man. <laughs> Not a night goes by without the beard dropping 30-plus. Do you think his streak is sustainable for the rest of the year? Um, I think – with I think with Chris Paul being back, it could be tough to sustain that just because he won't have to have the ball in his hands so much. But if Chris Paul gets hurt again, I think he can keep this going up for a while. It's just the way that their offense is, where you know the ball is always going to be in in the point guard or that that you know that lead guard's hands. So, I mean, there's a chance of it, but I'm sure they would rather him not have the ball as much and have Chris Paul take some of that load. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, did you envision this kind of performance from him this season following his MVP campaign? I mean, not like this where he's aver- – I mean, he averages, he's averaging 36 points a game. I, I never would ex- – like, I, I would imagine the last person who did anything close to that was when Kobe – I remember Kobe averaged like 35 points a game one year, like 10 years ago plus something like that. So it, it's pretty insane. Yeah, I, I didn't expect it at all. And then on top of that, he averages like – eight assists and, and seven or eight rebounds a game too. So he does it all. Yeah. Well, final question regarding James Harden. Is his step back three a travel or not? Nah? Oh man. I mean, in the NBA, it's not, I, I think that, I think if it was like <laughs> high school or college, it probably would be, but I mean, that's, that's the NBA, man. You get, you get one, what they say, one and a half steps, whatever it is. So yep. um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I would say, no, I say, no, it's not a travel. Yeah, I would say looking at it, I've watched it quite a few times, and I don't think it's a travel. It's a pretty stellar move, 
And I think it's funny when other people try it and they get called for traveling because they can't do it. Does. No, that's the thing. He makes it look so smooth that that's why we question it, whether it's a travel or not. He's so smooth with it that no one, no one really, uh, no one wants to call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, final question for you for this interview. The baseball season is just around the corner and you're that our is. reigning champion. Yep. After taking down arguably the best team ever in Billy's squad. Talk to us about your keepers, Chris Sale and Nolan Arenado, and what your plans are for your defending of the title. Man, I mean, you know, I'm just uh, hopefully draft well. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if they were the greatest team of all time. You know, I, I, I heard, listen, I, I listened to the podcast, you know, a couple podcasts ago with Billy uh, talking about how great his team was. I mean, I'm just saying that my, my teams, they, they know how to finish. That's what I would say. My, t- my teams all know right. how to finish. That's, that's what I would say. I'm sure Billy's a great guy. I don't know him personally, but uh, I, I would say my teams know how to finish, and uh, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I love, I love fantasy baseball, so I'm sure it'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've instituted a new scheduling format, so each team will play their division rivals five times. So there'll be five rematches of the championship between you guys in the regular season, and then who knows what will happen oh, nice. come postseason time again. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But, yeah, I'm excited for it. This break in the broadcast is brought to you by the 2019 NBA All-Star Game from Charlotte, North Carolina. Starting off Friday night with the Rising Stars game featuring Luke Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Ben Simmons. Saturday will highlight the Skills Challenge as Devin Booker hopes to retain his three-point contest ground and the oh-so-exciting dunk contest. Fingers crossed that Dennis Smith Jr. can revitalize the event. The finale on Sunday will feature Team LeBron versus Team Giannis in what hopes to be another closely contested game like last season. Trades, trades, more trades. No Anthony Davis to L.A., but they got Reggie Bullock. Do you think that the arrival of Reggie as a good shooter is going to help defuse the situation on the Lakers? Um... I think it. I think it will to an extent because I think the biggest thing with them is they just gotta. I think what's gonna cure that problem is winning, and I think bringing in guys like Bullock and Muscala, not big names obviously, but they fill a need, and then the Lakers really did need shooting. So hopefully it, it allows them, and with LeBron healthy and and with pretty much everyone healthy except Lonzo, I think it could it could help defuse that situation for sure if they win games. If they don't win games, it could be a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were down 17 to the Celtics the other day, and they came back and won that game. And that was an awesome, awesome game. So they definitely needed it. No, definitely. And then they got another big one tomorrow. Uh, they play Philadelphia. So, yeah, another big test for them. But, yeah, I think, I think Bullock was a, was a solid pickup. You know, obviously not Anthony Davis, but I think it was a, it was a, it was a good uh, filling, filling of a need they had. What if they get Carmelo Anthony? Man, I was really hoping that wouldn't happen. But uh, now I'm starting to think that uh, it's inevitable. And at this point, why not? I mean, you got rid of Michael Beasley uh, as part of that Muscala trade. He could kind of fill that, that scoring spot from a forward off the bench. So I, I, think, uh, I think it's going to happen. And, hey, hopefully, uh, hopefully he, can, he can do something with his buddy LeBron. So Melo's not going to start over LeBron? You Melo, yeah, no, he won. <laughs> okay, I mean, Melo's a starting, a starting player in the NBA. So, 
Yeah, maybe sure. 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were a heck of a lot more trades. Tobias Harris to Philly, Harrison Barnes to Sacramento, who I got the pleasure of seeing last night at the game with the Heat. Nice. Gasol to Toronto, Marotic to the Milwaukee Bucks, and Porzingis to Dallas. Out of those deals, who do you think got the most help? The most help. I I guess I would say I would say Dallas. Obviously not right now because Porzingis isn't gonna play probably this season. But I think out of all those teams, what Porzingis is gonna give Dallas and that second star that they they didn't have and probably weren't gonna have, because they I mean they pretty much struck out in free agency the past five years over there yeah. in Dallas trying to get a superstar. So I think Porzingis, especially for that long term fit, obviously he's you know, people will call him the next Dirk. I think that'll be the the biggest impact deal. Um, and then besides that, like with a guy who's actually got to play this year out of those guys, um, I would say, I guess I would say Tobias Harris. Cause that's a pretty, that's a pretty strong starting lineup with Philadelphia. I mean, those, those guys, he's had such a great year and he, he should fit in really well over there. So I would say the, to kind of, uh, to kind of have a two part to that question, but I would say those two. And Tobias already passed Ben Simmons on the all-time three-point list <laughs> for the 76 so. Has he has he attempted a three-point shot this season? I, I, I very much doubt it. So I just told my buddies this, but fun fact, he is 0 for 2, and both are half-court heaves at the end of the second quarter against the Nuggets. <laughs> one in Denver and one in Philly last night. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's – that's insane. Yeah, he's such a good player. I, I hope he, he at least gets like a mid-range uh, jump shot. And speaking of Nuggets, if I remember correctly, you're a pretty big Nuggets fan. Absolutely. I mean, what a season they've been having. Yep. Like, what, yeah, what, I think we've had our starting five together for three games total. That's, that's the crazy part. Like they, You guys just keep – you guys have so many good young players. And, I mean, Malik Beasley uh, comes out of nowhere – like I, I love five injured players right now. Five injured players right now. Yeah, we have Paul Millsap, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Isaiah Thomas, and somebody else whose name escapes me at this time. Yeah, that that's insane. They they you guys have such a great team, and that's crazy. Isaiah Thomas hasn't even he hasn't even played yet. Hasn't even played a single single second. <laughs> or Michael Porter Jr. So I'm yeah, looking forward to them both. But they're saying IT will be back soon. He's uh, practicing in the G League right now. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and Michael Porter Jr. could end up being the steal of the draft, depending on if he can actually stay healthy when he comes back. That's the hope. So, well, we talked about this a little bit earlier as far as Laurie Markkinen goes, but uh, the Otto Porter trade to Chicago in exchange for Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker to the Wizards. Who do you think won that trade? Honestly, I feel like I feel like Washington did just because they're getting out from Otto Auto Porter Jr.'s money. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I I mean, Otto Porter is a solid role player. He he hits a lot of threes. I think he's he's usually around like forty percent, but not for like twenty seven million a year. Whereas with right. like yeah, and with Bobby Portis, I think he's gonna be a free agent. He's a solid player, and then Jabari's got like a team option after this season, so you can just get rid of him. So. I mean, I, I think Washington won that one for sure. Yeah, and Portis just put up 30 points in his debut. 
I saw that. Yeah, he did. So yeah, I think, I think that's going to work out uh, pretty good for Washington. Yeah. And I also think that they are a sleeper on Kevin Durant. Obviously it's not a sexy market like Madison square garden. In the yeah. Next, but Durant is from Washington and has expressed interest in playing with John wall, obviously who's out for the year, but uh, you know, who, how cool would it be to see Beal, Wall, and KD? That that would be awesome. Yeah, I think the the tough part would that be is just because like now Wall had that you know slipped in his home or something and then ruptured his Achilles or whatever happened a week or so ago. So I think he's supposed to be out next season too. So that yeah. that could be difficult to still get KD, but that would I'd love to see that that's a uh, big three. I think that that would be a really interesting fit to see. Yeah. As much as I hate injuries, Wall being out has helped me and Beal a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, Beal's tearing it up. I think he's he's a lot better than, than people realize. I think he's pretty underrated. In this segment, you will attempt to answer some NBA All-Star trivia questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Who has the most All-Star MVPs? <sighs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm just, I'm going to say LeBron. It is actually Kobe Bryant. Ah, man. And he is tied with Bob Pettit at four. (laughs) Bob Pettit. You know, that was on the tip of my tongue to say Bob Pettit. Back (laughs) in the day. (laughs) All right. Who has the most all-star selections? Um... I want to say Kareem. That is correct. Kareem was 19. Yeah. Okay. He played in 18. He was injured one year. Who has the most total points? That one I'm going to say is Kobe. It's actually LeBron. 43 and counting. I had a feeling he passed him. Yeah. Yep. He is tied with Anthony Davis with 25 and a half points per game in the All-Star game. Which huh. cuts away my next question, but who has the most points in the game? <laughs> Anthony Davis. I remember that one where they almost scored 200 points uh, piece there uh, yeah, for both teams. too. <laughs> yep. How about most assists in a game? I'm going to say Magic. Yep. Do you know how many? I'll say 15. 22. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that freaking awesome? That is amazing. Yes. All right. And then lastly, actually not lastly, there's a couple more, but most (laughs) three-pointers in the game. Most three-pointers in the game. Might surprise. Um, Russell Westbrook. Paul George. Ah, man. <laughs> Two years ago, he went nine of nineteen from three. Wow! Yeah, I, I could. The only reason I could see Russell Westbrook is just because he just jacks up so many shots in that game that he might have yep. just ran into some. But I could see Paul George. That's cool. <laughs> he does jack up a lot of shots, doesn't he? <laughs> oh my! All right, triple doubles, and they all give you a hint. It's a four-way tie. Oh one. Oh my God! Four-way tie. Three still currently playing. Three of them still currently playing. Okay. Uh, LeBron. Yep. Um, Russell Westbrook. No. Ooh. Damn. Uh, 
gosh, I don't, was Jason Kidd one of them? But not obviously not playing now. But he is not. Okay. Damn, people that are playing now. Kevin Durant, maybe. Yep, Kevin Durant. Okay. All right, so you have one more player playing now, and it's his final season. Oh, Dwayne Wade. Yep, and then the final one, he's retired. Retired. What position did he play? Shooting guard. Shooting guard. It, it wasn't Kobe, was it? No, nah, it was MJ. MJ, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. All right, final trivia question. Who has the one and only flagrant foul in all-star game history? Back in 2012, he gave Kobe a bloody nose in Orlando. Hint, he's one of the guys who got a triple-double. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Wade. I remember that one. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. I can't believe it. He, he, like, wrapped around and hit him in the face. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, I remember that one. And Kobe had to wear the mask uh, there for a little bit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple more questions about the All-Star game. Who do you think is going to win it this year? I think Team LeBron's definitely going to win it. They got a stacked starting five. They got a really good bench. I mean, Giannis's team, they'll have some guys that are going to, I think, play really hard. Like, now that he has Westbrook after their little draft day trade, they'll have some guys that are playing hard in their first All-Star game. But I think I think Team LeBron's going to take it. Yeah, I just Team LeBron's got the first eight. Spread the floor, and I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as close as last year, but it is, I hope it's still competitive. Yeah, hopefully it's still competitive. And I think after that, after that one we were talking about, where Anthony Davis scored fifty or whatever it was, and they scored almost two hundred points in that game. Last game was was a lot better. So hopefully this one forty seven to one forty four. Team LeBron the win on the last second to miss a step. Yep, that's and that's some great defense right there. You keep a team to the 140s in an all-star game, you're doing something right, I guess. I mean, well, <laughs> when the Rock Warriors can score that many in an actual game, yeah, you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, who do you think wins the three-point contest? And um, I have the list of guys right here, so I'll tell them to you now. Okay. Devin Booker, who won last year. Yep. Seth Curry. Steph Curry. Danny Green, your boy Joe Harris from the net, <laughs> Buddy Heald, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Dirk, or Kemba? You know, I think for a couple reasons. One, I, I could see him going back to back, but also I also work for the Suns. I'm going to go with Devin Booker. I'm going to go with my guy. We'll, we'll say he's going to be back-to-back champ. All right. Well, I think it's going to be – Buddy Heald or Kemba, I just think Kemba can put on a show in front of the home crowd, and they they're gonna spur him on, kind of like uh, Dwayne Russell back in uh, the good old GCU. <laughs> I remember that one when uh, he beat the SU kid. Yep, that was awesome. I forgot all one about that. ASU kid <laughs> shot a basketball on our court, um, <laughs> and then Buddy Heald. He just, I mean, just witnessing it in person yesterday. And watching him play throughout his college career and even now this season, he's a microwave. So definitely with Clay Thompson not in the competition, I think Buddy Heald's the next guy who could just go off. Yeah, and and with and Steph, I mean he's he's back home, right? Like I think he's from Charlotte. 
so that could be interesting too. Like if that that helps him out, him and Seth could maybe Seth will win it. You know, take the the spotlight away from his brother. I mean, at, at, I just hope they like face each other because you know how they like do it. Uh, like, what is it? There's ten competitors, and then I think it's like a one v one or something. And then I don't remember, but that'd be kind of cool. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah. All right, and then the dunk contest. Ugh, the dunk contest. Yeah. Miles Bridges, John Collins, Hamadou Diali, and Dennis Smith Jr. Man, what happened to the dunk contest? Uh, um, the car it hasn't been the same. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been the same since. It's uh, well, I mean, I I like the the ones with Levine and and Aaron Gordon. But... Aaron Gordon got robbed. <laughs> He literally was sitting in the air and put the ball <laughs> under both his legs, and, and uh, he got robbed. Yeah, yeah, he might have got robbed. But Zach Levine's my guy; he's a UCLA guy, so I'm always gonna go with him. But uh, yeah. for this one, I mean, I mean, I guess Miles Bridges, like another situation, hometown, or I mean, the, the team he plays for. I, I, I'm just gonna go with that. But honestly, I. I hope it's better than it sounds, but that's it's a weak uh, list of names. Yeah. I would say Miles Bridges or Dennis Jr. Dennis Smith Jr.'s got the explosiveness like uh, Russell Westbrook. It's true. And he's thrown down some pretty filthy in-game dunks. I don't know if you saw his 360 the other night. Um, but, yeah, Miles Bridges, I'd say he's probably the uh, most powerful dunker. Obviously, John Collins is pretty powerful, but he doesn't really look too all-athletic. Yeah. And- uh, Hamadou Diallo, you know, I don't know enough about the guy. Be the next Jeremy Evans. Yeah, yeah, next Jeremy Evans, bro. Yeah, does he play for Oklahoma City? Jeremy Evans? No, 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 no. Um, Diallo. Yes, he does. Yep. Okay, gotcha. That's what I thought. Jeremy Evans, I'm assuming, is not in the league anymore. He is gone. He gone. Yeah, he gone. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, was he ever in the league? That's a good point. Really, only for the dunk contest, and I think other than yeah, that, yeah, yeah, he really wasn't there. Yeah. I've spoken with other playoff caliber teams about their ideal path to the title. If you do make it, you will likely be the three seed and face me if you win the division, or the four seed and face Nick if you are the wild card. But obviously, it it still changes. Uh, we're only a couple games apart. How do you see the playoffs panning out, and uh, what will it take for you to win it all? Yeah, I mean, number one, I got to make it. You know, right now I'm I'm on the uh, the outside looking in, um, but I f- I feel good about my chances. Like you said, like I think my team's been playing really well. Um, in terms of if I do make it to the playoffs, it's it's gonna be a tough road. Any anywhere you go, I was like, I'm looking at your team right now, and I was looking at it before we even start talking, and your team is stacked. Um, I don't think I've ever actually looked at your whole roster. With, with the addition of Paul George, which I actually don't think was as um, – some people might have been upset about the trade. I looked at the numbers because I was very curious as to how that, that whole wor- thing worked out. And it was actually very close because uh, you traded for John Collins, right? I traded John Collins and Mason Plumley. Okay. Paul. Yeah, because John Collins is actually – people don't realize he's actually putting up pretty big numbers. Um, he's the Hawks. He yeah. is the Hawks. I mean, he, it's him and Trey Young. Him and, and Trey Young. It's just John Collins. Yeah. Yeah, John Collins and uh, Trey Young, and then they probably are hoping they'll get Zion. But uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, regardless, <laughs> it, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be tough, man. I mean, you got a really tough squad. 
And and obviously Nick's team is, you know, is undefeated and, and unreal right now. And, but and Davis back. Yeah, and he has Anthony Davis back. So I mean, uh it, it's gonna be tough either way, but I'm always pretty confident in my team and my team typically shows up, you know, like later on in, in, in the playoffs. So we'll we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah, well, I don't want to get tampered with, but there was rumors he may have been traded in our league, too, had uh, there been some other outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, let's not let's not get into tampering. You know? we'll, we'll just put that on the back burner. We'll, we'll put it on the back burner. We won't we, we, we don't need to discuss it right now, but <laughs> well, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on the podcast and uh, definitely hope to have you uh, join me in the future in the baseball podcast. Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on. And going back to the very start of the, the podcast, I do want to put it out there for everybody. It, we, we helped each other out, get through classes. We, in a weird way, just kept having group. Just We had classes together, and we we're always in the same group. We helped each other out. I didn't help you. <laughs> yeah, we'll let them think what they want to think. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they can think what they want to think, but I'm just putting that out there on the record. 